0: Hey everyone, welcome to Tom French Preaching. This is the podcast of me, Tom French, preaching. I'm a guy who lives in Melbourne and does Bible talks for youth and other people around Australia and all over the internet. To celebrate the release of my new book of devotions on Ephesians, for the next little while here on the podcast, I'm going to be releasing talks through the entire book of Ephesians. These talks have been preached in church services, on camps, and in other contexts, and some of them are as old as 2015, some as recent as 2022. Some have been on the podcast before, and some of them are brand new. If you like the talks, hopefully you'll love the devotions. There are 40 days of readings, and they'll take you through the entire book of Ephesians. You can order the book now by heading to tomfrench.com.au forward slash Ephesians. All right, that's all for now. I hope you enjoy the talk. Well, life is full of mysteries, and some of them are good ones, and some of them not so good. Some of them are rather dull, like uh, last week Emily lost her Apple Pencil for her iPad, couldn't find it anywhere, turned out to be in a handbag. Not a very good mystery, but then a slightly more exciting mystery that uh, I still remember many years after it happened was when my mother uh, said to me one morning, it's time to get ready for school, so I went to get dressed. I got all my clothes on, but I just couldn't find my school shoes. We looked everywhere for them, couldn't find them. This was a big mystery until eventually they turned out to be in the dirty clothes basket because the day before my mum had said, take off all your clothes and put them in the dirty clothes basket... Turns out I sometimes take instructions too literally. It's a slightly more interesting mystery. Not that good, slightly more interesting. Probably not interesting enough to be talking about it now, but there we go. Some bigger mysteries are are much more exciting. So one mystery that uh, I got to hang out on YouTube with. Hello, Layla. That's Layla, she's my daughter. Um, one One mystery that I got to find out about on YouTube Uh, was The Mystery of the Sailing Stones. Has anyone's heard of this? It's in uh, Death Valley in the United States. There's a lake, and there are these rocks that most of the time just act like normal rocks. They just sit there in the middle of the lake doing nothing. But then, every now and again, they just get up and move. When nobody moves them, nobody's seen them do it, they just, off they go. And you can see there are like trails behind the rocks where, where they've scooted along the, uh, the, the lake bed. And uh, it's a dry lake bed. And then, and then you can see they all kind of just turn at the same time. You can see them all turning. And for like about 100 years, scientists were like, what is going on with these rocks? How are they moving? And people had lots of different ideas. And then eventually, some scientists decided, we're definitely going to solve this. So for a few years, they watched the rocks, and they had GPS trackers, and they had infrared cameras. And uh, then one, one night... Uh, you know, well one day they came and they saw the rocks had moved during the night, and they 're like, "What is going on?" And they discovered the reason why the rocks were moving was because it had rained the day before, and so the lake filled up, uh, but that didn 't make much of a difference because rocks were still rocks, they just sat there. but then the temperature dropped overnight, and the water froze and all these rocks got frozen into this sheet of ice, and then the wind blew, and when the wind blew, it moved the sheet of ice, which dragged the rocks with it, and then when the wind changed direction, all the rocks changed direction at the same time, and then the sun came out and the water melted or ran off to the the edge of the lake, and, uh, and they came back and they just found all these rocks had moved, and that was the mystery solved. That's a much better mystery than the shoes in the dirty clothes basket, funnily enough but still not as good as the mystery that Paul is talking about here today. This is a mystery uh, that has been, people have been thinking about for a very long time. Now mysteries uh, in the Bible are, are, they have a particular type of mystery when Paul talks about a mystery and it's not a mystery which has not been solved. So it's not the, like the mystery of how was Stonehenge built Or, you know, how do aliens keep making crop circles with none of us finding them? Those are not the mysteries that have been, uh, that the Bible is talking about here. This is a mystery that has been solved. It has been revealed. It was hidden, but now we know the answer to it. And this is what Paul is talking about. So we're going to spend some time today looking at this mystery. And I think, hopefully, if I do my job, we're going to see that this is a mystery that is worth revealing. It's a mystery uh, that is... Uh, that is worth living out, and it is a mystery that is worth suffering for. So if you look at the passage, the first thing that happened, uh, Paul says this, for this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, and then he stops, and he gets distracted. So he is beginning a prayer here, which is going to finish uh, when you get to verse 14. But he's in the the prayer, and then he says Gentiles, and it's like the word Gentiles distracts him. He's like, oh, I've got something good to say about Gentiles. Let's go. And so then he goes on to say this. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. The mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. And so Paul is telling us what the mystery is. The mystery was that... God had promised that he was going to bless all the nations, all the people, whether they are Jews or Gentiles, uh, God was going to bless everyone. In his call to Abraham, Abraham and his descendants will be a blessing to all people. Um, So people knew that God was going to somehow bless the nations, bless the Gentiles, but they didn't know how. And Paul is saying, this was the mystery, but it's now been revealed to me and it's been revealed to the other apostles and prophets of the church and the revelation of the mystery, the unveiling of the mystery is that God has blessed the Gentiles through Jesus so that everybody, whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, whoever you are, you all have equal access to God the Father because of what Jesus has done. Because Jesus came and he lived and he died and he rose again, all people have equal access to God. All people can approach God with freedom and confidence. And people thought maybe the Gentiles would be blessed a little bit, but this is, they're getting exactly the same blessing as God's chosen people. Everybody is welcome in God's kingdom. And now that we don't spend a lot of time thinking about the Jew-Gentile divide today, uh, but we do need to remember that this mystery means that all people are welcome in God's family. All people have equal access to God because of Jesus. No matter what race you are, or no matter what religious background you have, or no matter how rich you are, or how poor you are, how educated you are, what gender you are, what your sexuality is, whoever you are, you have access to God because of what Jesus has done for us. We are welcome in God's kingdom because of Jesus. And that is the mystery that has been revealed. And that's a much more interesting mystery than even the sailing rocks Because it's not just rocks that moved, it's that the God of the universe became a human and moved the biggest obstacle possible, Uh, that is our sin that separated us from God and he moved it by he himself taking the sin upon himself and dying for us and rising again so that we might rise again like him and be living members of God's family. This is the revelation of the mystery and it's a good one. And so Paul goes on to then talk about uh, a little bit more about this mystery. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all. All things. Paul is saying uh, that he now has the job of being a revealer of this mystery and he is so uh, committed to this call that he just can't help talking about the mystery. The reason why he is in prison as he writes Ephesians is because he's been telling people about Jesus. Uh, He is someone who is just obsessed by the mystery, obsessed by the good news of Jesus. He just can't help himself I mean, you saw it there in the beginning, in this letter, in the beginning of this passage, he's saying one thing, and then he gets to the word Gentiles, and he's like, oh my goodness, let me tell you about the Gentiles. Let me tell you about this mystery. He just can't help talking about it. He's just talking about it to everyone, even if it gets him in trouble. And that's something that, that we could have ourselves. We too can be revealers of the mysteries. We too can be people who share this good news of what Jesus has done. We spend a lot of time i are talking about all sorts of things. We talk about all the things that kind of just pop into our mind. I recently have been watching quite a lot of TikTok videos. If you don't know what TikTok is, it's an app that, uh, that is full of videos which are generally between about three seconds and one minute long. There are some longer ones, but that doesn't really matter. Mainly used by young people originally. Uh, But there's just usually a lot of dancing and silly skits. And someone told me that, you know, authors can sell a lot of books on TikTok. And so I was like, well, I better learn how to use TikTok. (laughs) And so I've been watching some some videos from some, some authors who are teaching me how to sell books on TikTok. They're like steamy romance authors. So they're not quite the same genre as me, but they know what they're talking about. And I've also been watching a lot of TikTok videos. And then my head now is just full of TikTok videos. And all these things in my life just kind of remind me of a video that I've seen. I just want to tell someone about it. And usually that person is Emily, my wife, because she's the person who's around the most. So we'll be, I'll be making dinner and I'll be like, oh, you know, you know there's this, this, there was a rap. On TikTok. And she's like, oh, really? Was there? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, Louis Thoreau, he did a rap. He did a documentary about rap. And then he got interviewed about the rap. And she's like, uh huh, really? And I was like, yeah, he got interviewed about the rap. And so then the interviewer said, do you remember the rap? And he said, yes, I remember the rap. And then he told her the rap. And then someone's turned that rap into a remix. And she's like, uh huh. And I'm like, I'll tell you the rap. It's like, no, no, please don't. Please. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It falls. And if you're on TikTok, you know, you're like, you're, you're like I know this one, you know the dance, you know everything. And it's just living in my head, rent-free. I just have to tell. I just have to talk about this all the time. Emily is sick of hearing about TikToks, but now she's kind of watching them herself as well. So she shares them with me, and that's what we spend our time talking about, which is fine. There's a lot of stuff that we talk about, which is fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with talking about things which are of mostly inconsequential. I mean, Louis Thoreau's rap is not entirely inconsequential. It's a great piece of... 20th century art that has become 21st century art but otherwise it's not that important but there are some more important things to be talking about we don't have to just talk about you know the weather or COVID or what we're watching on TV these are good things but we can share the gospel with people we can tell the good news of Jesus and we say this all the time but we don't do it and I think partly we don't do it because it's awkward like how when you're you know talking to someone about what you're watching on TV, and they say, what are you watching on TV? And you're like, well, uh, I'm watching Lego Masters. But there are a lot of Christians on Lego Masters, aren't there? And let me tell you about the reason why they're Christians, because Jesus, and he died on the cross for you. And then, and then they're like, oh, we did not want to hear about the gospel right now. We were just talking about television. So why, how do we talk about Jesus? I haven't quite figured out how we do it in a way that's not weird. But here's the thing about Paul, I don't think he cared how weird he looked. Like, he just talked about it. He was willing to get beaten up and thrown in prison because of it. It wasn't wasn't like, well, how do we get this into the conversation in a normal way? He just talked about it. He was obsessed by it because it was the thing that he was always thinking about. He was just spending his whole time thinking about who is this Jesus and what has he done for me and what has he done for the Gentiles and how can I tell more people about him? And I suspect that the more we get obsessed with the gospel, the more we get obsessed with this mystery that's been revealed, the more it will just spill out of us. Now that doesn't mean that we're not going to seem weird, but we might not have to figure out how to shoehorn it into conversations because it will just flow out of us like the way it just flows out of Paul like the way TikTok videos are just flowing out of me at the moment. Like, I seem a bit weird when I talk about them, but it's because they're just what's happening in my head. So maybe if we can spend our time reflecting on who Jesus is and what he has done for us and how he has saved us and and how we have been rescued from death and we now get to live a new life for him, the more we focus on that, the more maybe the good news of Jesus is going to flow out of us and we will share it, and people might think we're weird, but we, we're not here to be normal people. We're here to be people who are obsessed with this mystery, and it's a mystery that is worth revealing to those around us. The next thing we see is that this is a mystery uh, that is worth living out. Uh, in verse 10 uh, and 11, Paul says this, his, God's intent, is, was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to His eternal purpose that He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. What Paul is saying here, he is saying that when we were saved, when the church was formed, God's wisdom was made known. It was made known to, what it says, the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Now, I haven't been here for your whole Ephesians series, uh, but you might have been talking about the heavenly realms and the rulers, authorities in the heavenly realms. And this is a theme that regularly comes up throughout Ephesians. And when it's talking about the heavenly realms, it's talking about the spiritual powers, that there's more to this world than just this physical world that there's God and Jesus and there's the Holy Spirit and there's the angels and the demons and there's Satan and there's this whole kind of universe of things that are happening that we don't see, but they're out there and they're happening. And as we are saved, we are sh- an, an example to the rules and authorities of the heavenly realms and particularly to Satan and his demons that God knows what he is doing, that God was not defeated at the cross. That God has been working good for his people all the time, even when it looks like God was not working, he was working. And that as we become the church, as we've been saved, as we live out our salvation, we are an example to Satan and the demons and to all the heavenly realms that God is good and God is worth glorifying because he has saved us. And he will glorify himself now and forever. Now, uh, I you know, kind of identify with this, this feeling of vindication slightly. Uh, when I was in high school, I spent a lot of time thinking about vindication, not because I was an angry person, uh, but just I was not that cool at school. I was not the guy that got invited to all the parties and I was not the guy that all the girls wanted to date. I was the guy who just wanted to make films and liked making films and was gonna become a world famous film director. That was my plan for my life. And I, I would make films at school and people were like, oh yeah, that's pretty good. But I would imagine how at my 10 year high school reunion and then my 20 year high school reunion, I would come back and people would be like, what did you do with your life? And I'd be like, well, I'm a filmmaker now I have a few Academy Awards, I'm a big deal. And, uh, and people are like, oh wow, I'm sorry, we never invited you to our parties. I'm like, that's okay, you know, it's fine, but I'm a big deal. You, you know that film Avengers Endgame? Yeah, I directed that, that was me. That was, that, like, that, that was my dream and that was my plan and that was kind of where I set my life. I was prepared to come back to my reunions and to show them the manifold wisdom of my plan, that I had been at work And that even though they wrote me off, that I was the one who succeeded. Well, it turns out God had other plans for my life. As you can probably tell, I am not a billion-dollar filmmaker. Um, I am a youth minister, and that's not that impressive as if you go to a school reunion. But happily for me, there has been no school reunions. As far as I know. (laughs) But what happens with us is that we, as we live out the gospel, as we are people, who are people who should be enemies who are brought together, people who should be at war with each other become family, people who should be at war with God become his children. As we get saved and forgiven, we are on display, not just to each other and not just to the other humans in this world, though we are. We are on display to the whole universe. We are the trophies of God's grace, displaying the wisdom of God that he knows what he is doing. And he is a good God who loves his creation and has done everything possible to bring them into his kingdom by sending his son Jesus for us. And so this mystery is so good that we get to live it out. And so as we live out our messy church life, as we love people who are difficult to love, as we are kind to people who we should not be kind to, as we forgive people who who we would be encouraged to write off, as we live out the gospel as the church, we don't just do it for each other. And we don't just do it for the watching world. We also do it for the watching universe so that God might be glorified. This is a mystery that is worth living out. And the last thing that we see in the passage is is that this is a mystery that is worth suffering for. Uh, In verse 12 and 13, Paul says this In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. Uh, Paul knows that the Ephesians are probably stressing about him a little bit because he's in prison. And they, they might be worried about what's, you know, how's he going? And he's saying, you don't need to worry about me. I'm, I'm here, but this is, I'm, I'm suffering, but don't be discouraged. It's for your glory. At the beginning of the passage, he said he's the prisoner of Christ Jesus. And that's not because Jesus locked him up. He was, he was, he's there because uh, if you read in Acts 21, where the story begins, uh, Paul had traveled to Jerusalem and he, he went there with an Ephesian, uh, a man who was not Jewish, but he, but he was from Ephesus and his name was Trophimus. And uh, as he was there in the city, uh, some people who had probably come from Ephesus saw him in the city. Who were, They were Jews and they saw him with Trophimus and they thought, oh, Paul's been doing some dodgy stuff. He's probably taken Trophimus into the temple And he can't go into the temple because Gentiles aren't allowed in the temple because they knew about Paul's theology, that Paul was saying that all people can have access to God. All people may approach God with freedom and confidence. And so even Trophimus, who is not a Jew, he could approach God with freedom and confidence. And so they they stirred up the people against Paul and they dragged him out of the temple and they started beating him up until he was rescued by a Roman some Roman soldiers, and then Paul was arrested then, and he has been in prison ever since. Now, the, the Jews who had him beaten up and arrested, uh, they were wrong, because Paul didn't take Trophimus into the temple, but they were right about his theology. Paul could have taken Trophimus into the temple, uh, they just didn't get the, get the practical uh, things right. But they understood what was going on, they understood what Paul was saying, and that it was offensive to them, Uh, But what was offensive to them is the wisdom of God on display, the mystery of God displayed to the world that all people might approach God with freedom and confidence. And when all people are accepted, all people are loved, all people are welcome, that sometimes rubs people up the wrong way. When we commit ourselves to the radical love of Jesus, then things aren't always going to be easy for us when we commit ourselves to live the ethics of Jesus, things aren't always going to be easy for us. When we decide to be fully committed to this mystery and to living it out, we are going to suffer for it. We might get direct opposition, or we might just find that life is harder because of our commitment to Jesus. But this is a gospel that is worth suffering for because we are suffering because of Jesus. Paul was a prisoner of Christ Jesus, not a prisoner of the Jews and not a prisoner of the Romans. Even though he was in prison because of them, he was a prisoner of Christ Jesus. And it's because of Jesus and for Jesus that we suffer. And if we do that, then it's for our good and for his glory. Uh, You have seen Layla, my uh, 14-month-year-old daughter who turned up on stage before. Um, This last year of my life has been pretty good. Uh, but it's been one of the worst years of my life for sleep. Uh, when I first, before Layla arrived, uh, about between 1am and 3am, like most Friday and Saturday nights, for a while there was someone in our apartment block who would come home and they would put on dance music. And it was really annoying. I got so annoyed, like I'd wake up and... Roar, and I'd think about how, how can I stop them and then I'd, you know, I'd you know, try and figure out where the music was coming from. I figured out it probably wasn't from someone on my floor, and so even if I kind of ran down the corridor and banged on all the doors and I was like, stop playing the music, it wouldn't have worked. Not that I ever would have done that because even though I was annoyed, I'm not assertive. So I just lay in bed and, and dreamed about doing that. But I couldn't even achieve that. I just had to put up with it and it just annoyed me. And I didn't lose that much sleep over it. Like I'd probably be awake for you know, 10, 15 minutes, you know, probably at most an hour sometimes. But generally, it wasn't a big deal, but it really, really annoyed me. In the last week... Most nights I've been awake with Layla between an hour and an hour and a half, and I've had a great time. I mean, I've been tired. It's been, it has, has been rough. But, you know, I have not been upset at all when she wakes up in the middle. I'm like, I'm like go back to sleep. <laughs> like, I don't get an, I don't bang on her door and tell her to be quiet. And I'm like, I'm like oh, cool, I get to hang out with Layla. and get to hold her and try and put her back to sleep and fall asleep on her floor and get a sore neck. And, but it's a joy that I get to do this because it's for her. It's great. And when we serve Jesus, when we suffer for Jesus, it's a joy to get to do it because it's for Him. Because as we do it, we are suffering because of, what, because of our commitment to Him. That as we suffer, we are suffering like Him. He's told us that if we are His disciples, we will suffer. That if the world hated Him first, it will hate us too. That we, It's a joy to suffer for Jesus. We will never suffer like he suffered for us. Our suffering will never you know, save the world or redeem people, but it will be a little bit where we get to know him better. And through our suffering, other people might get to know him a bit better too. We might get to show the goodness of Jesus as we suffer well. And so this is a mystery that is worth suffering for. So let's be people who are willing to embrace it, to not get angry at God, not get angry at other people, but to love others and to, to bless God because we are suffering for Jesus. And let's be willing to be so obsessed with the gospel that we do suffer for him, that we don't run away from it, that we don't have uncomfortable, converse, that we don't, don't, yeah, we have uncomfortable conversations because of it, that we are the people who stand out, that we're weird people because we are obsessed by this mystery. Let's be people who know this mystery and love its revelation and love that we get to be part of it. Love that we get to reveal it to others. Love that we get to live it out. And love that we get to suffer for Jesus who showed us that we too can be part of his family and can approach God with freedom and confidence. If you're not a Christian, then what this means for you is that the greatest mystery of the universe has been revealed And it's been revealed that you are welcome in God's family. That whatever you've done, whatever you are like, however you might think that you don't fit in God's family, it doesn't matter. Jesus has made it possible for you to be part of God's family. He's made it possible for you to approach God with freedom and confidence, knowing that you are loved by him because of what Jesus has done for you. So why don't you embrace this mystery, become part of the greatest mystery ever, And be welcomed in God's family, giving your life to him. And if you are a Christian, then the challenge for you is to become obsessed by this mystery. So this is the thing that flows out of you. It flows out of you in the way that you talk, in the way that you live, and the way that you suffer, because you know that the greatest mystery has been revealed in Jesus, and you get to be part of it. How about I pray for us? Father God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the mystery of how we might be part of your family and that it was revealed in what Jesus did in his death and his resurrection. I thank you that we now get to live out this mystery, that we get to live a life that is obsessed with you and what you have done for us. I pray that it might flow out of us in our words, in our actions, and in our suffering so that you might be glorified and that we might be your mystery on display, your trophies of grace to a watching world and a watching uh, authorities and rulers in the spiritual realms so that people, all things, might know your goodness. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope you love Jesus just that little bit more. If you want to get your hands on the Ephesians devotions, then head to tomfrench.com.au forward slash Ephesians. There you can also find my other books, videos, and plenty of other stuff. So feel free to check it out. And don't forget to give this podcast a rating and review wherever you get your podcast so that other people might be able to discover it too. Till next time, have a good one.